Well, welcome back to another episode of Red Tinted Glasses. This is what you get for wishing the international breakaway and wanting club football back. Unfortunately, things didn't go to plan today as Aberdeen go down 2-0 away to Motherwell. We'll get into the game shortly, but I'm delighted to be joined on Red Tinted Glasses today by Stephen Cooper. Stephen, welcome to the show. Hi, Glenn. Uh, it's brilliant to get you along. Obviously, Callum is parting up at Transmit at um, the weekend just now in Glasgow. Before we get into the game today, Stephen, I want to get your thoughts on what has been quite a highly dubious topic in Scottish football this week. Uh, it's going to be the introduction of vaccine passports coming in in October. What's your initial thoughts on the introduction of vac- vaccine passports in football? I personally don't like it. Um, as someone that is double jabbed, it won't affect my life in any way. Mm-hmm. But there's people out there that just don't want to get this vaccine. Like, yeah. which, again, who am I to tell them you must get this? I'd mm-hmm. like people to get it. I'd like normality back. But to force somebody to go into the doctors and get a needle to go watch Aberdeen play St Mirren <laughs> just sounds a bit daft to me. Yeah. But again, I'm not totally against them. I'm not totally for them. I just don't think it's right. No, I, I kind of share the same opinion as you. I'm like you as well, double vaccinated, and I don't think it's fair that people are being forced into a decision on whether or not they should or shouldn't get the vaccine. It's not it's not entirely right. And I think just now, okay, we're seeing a spike in cases, but a lot of the people that I personally know that are, you know, catching COVID just now are also double vaccinated. So just because you're only gonna be, you know, from October only allowing people into, you know, events of more than 10,000 people that are double vaccinated doesn't necessarily mean that they may or may not have COVID. You know, there's a lot of arguments on why do we not bring back the mandatory requirement for lateral flow tests? Would would you be more in, inclined or more in favour of something like that instead? It takes 20 seconds to stick the swab your nose and make sure you're protecting the person next to you. Again, we're young, we're, we're fitting off doesn't really affect us going to pathology, but if you want to protect mm-hmm. the old man next to the old woman sitting next to pathology, I'll easily stick the thing on my nose for 20 seconds to make everyone happy. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I still do as a like precaution just because, you know, I've been not feeling well myself recently, but just wanting to make sure that, you know, heads don't turn when you're coughing in the stands yeah. and you're, your own, own sit, you know, peace of mind as well, really. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see how this topic kind of rumbles on given that the first game Aberdeen face in October is that game against um, Celtic when they come to town uh, obviously only people that are double jabbed will be allowed entry and I think it's you know I've seen people inquiring about refunds do you think the club you know or you could they qualify folk for refunds through that again we would know Aberdeen are sometimes out of touch <laughs> with things like that so I can't see any refunds being handed out but I bet there will be folk that kick up to get their refunds. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think they're more than entitled to because they're being, you know, folk might disagree with this, but they are being discriminated against mm-hmm. from from October onwards. Well, that's the controversial topic out of the way. The next big topic is obviously it's a, another defeat, well, the first defeat of the season in, in the league as Aberdeen went down 2-0 to, to Motherwell today. Marley Watkins and Jack McKenzie um, returned to the starting eleven, with Austin Samuels missing out through injury and Dean Campbell uh, dropping down to the bench. Were you disappointed to see Samuels be injured? Because we really 
did miss his pace. Yeah, I like, I like him. He, see, he seems excited. He seems raw. He seems to get the ball and just want to run at people, which mm-hmm. we missed. I think that's what we missed today. The young yeah. guys may played, I don't know, one, two games and we missed mm-hmm. them. Yeah, definitely. And then David Bates signed as a centre-half in the transfer window, not uh, obviously coming on when Calvin Ramsey limped off. Were you surprised to see him just start on the bench? Nah, I think I think it's quite well documented. He wasn't match fit. I think he played a behind-closed-doors game once. But he hasn't played in a while, mm-hmm. so fair. Get, once we get two centre-halves fit, match fit, we should be OK. Hopefully OK. <laughs> Yeah, and I suppose the the worry is is where's he going to get this match fitness from between yeah. now and you know next weekend against against St Johnston? Is there bounce games he can play in, or is it just going to be a case of working hard and training? I hope to, so. I to don't get know. I don't know if the twenties are playing or the twenty threes, whatever they're called these days, are playing midweek or how he's going to do it. But he needs to do it fast. However, he does it. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, the game started well from an Aberdeen point of view. We were well on top, moved the ball nicely. But in similar vein to what we came up against against Ross County, for all our good work, we, we couldn't get anybody on the end of the crosses into the box. I, I don't want to slate the guy. He's just in the door. But I'm not convinced on Ramirez. I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is. Because he's putting the ball in the net. But I'm just not convinced by him. If that ball falls to Rooney... That chance is today. We, we've scored a goal. And Ramirez, I don't know if it's because he's exciting, he's got the, the Latin swagger, I don't know what it is, but you just want him to be good. But I don't know if he really is. I think he really struggles as a lone striker. Yeah, definitely. Um, he, he definitely seems to be somebody that thrives off support. And you could see at times he's trying fancy flicks and then yeah. wants to like spin and get himself into position. But... Unfortunately, again, he's obviously started with Marley Watkins today. They're not on each other's wavelengths. But you saw that with Jack McKenzie firing in a great ball. Unfortunately, Ojo and Ramirez couldn't get on the end of it. Goes to the other wing and Calvin Ramsey throws in an absolutely delicious ball for Marley Watkins. I don't know about you, but I thought he should be scoring that. And he puts his head he straight at Liam Kelly. He should be throwing anything at it to get him there. He should be mm-hmm. If he goes off his shoulder or his knee, you just need to throw your whole six feet two of them at the ball. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those un- unfortunate ones that I definitely think he should have done better. And I think there was also another example in the first half when Ramsey put in another great ball into the box. And Ramirez, I think he was a bit like kind of hesitant. He, he seemed a bit scared. Like, he seemed a bit. <coughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, I think it was uh, was it Devlin on Co-Com said. I think he was maybe hoping the defender was gonna miss yeah. the ball, but he's not like to anticipate a defender missing it. <laughs> But I think as you you know you're wanting your strikers to have that aggression and be challenging for the ball, not hoping for a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you know I think when you look at the other end of the pitch, uh, when we find ourselves going one nil down, that's that's the difference because Joe Lewis, whose distribution was quite questionable through the first half, I think it's fair to say. I know you've got your <laughs> opinions on that, but. Motherwell capitalising on a poor clearance from Joe Lewis and really breaking on us at speed. And Kane Woolery, who caused us no end problems with his pace, put in a great ball. But defensively, questions have got to be asked on Aberdeen as Kevin Van Veen heads home to, to make it 1-0. Yeah, I don't know who lost their man. I think it might have been the young guy, um, Ramsey. Mm-hmm. But you're taught from a young age, you don't let your man go. And he's just, the guy's young, he's inexperienced. He'll learn from it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But his boy's just standing there, put it in, is he? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a shame because for all that he's good going forward, he's maybe still got a little bit to learn defensively. Yeah, he's and I think still a kid. He's, he's, he's <coughs> exciting though. He is exciting. Yeah, and, and you know, a while we've had a young fullback bursting through. Definitely, and you know, Van Veen's got plenty of experience from the lower leagues in England, and yeah. you know, he obviously showed the dirty side of his game, but he also showed the quality that you know, and it looks like. You know, Gogsy in our preview said on his day can be a quality signing. Today he seemed to be very much on his day and, and, and proved to be. But <clears throat> question marks, obviously, defensively from an Aberdeen point of view, what did you make of Joe Lewis's first half performance? I think because for me, he's just, he's just a different man. He's went from being arguably the best goalkeeper in the country to maybe not even the best goalkeeper at the club. Mm. I think it's a big thing for Glass now. He needs to maybe show if he's got a set of balls. Does he drop his goalkeeper and his club captain or whatever he is in these days? Yeah. Even just to give him a psychological rest, because he, mm. he must know he can. I'm no body language expert, but you can <laughs> see he's not as confident in his as he as he has been. So, mm. I'm not going to sit here and slate the guy. He's been our best keeper we've had in years, but mm. I think he maybe just needs the other guy Woods to come in and maybe get on the team. Because what does he need to do? Like, what can he do? Yeah, I know. I know some people will maybe think we're being a bit lazy or a bit harsh in in criticising Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis today. But I thought a lot of his distribution, he was just punting balls towards the sideline that were going out. Or I'm just nervous when he's in possession now. I don't think he's a keeper that suits this kind of game that we're playing with. A, you know, passing out from the back, and it's, nah. <laughs> we're passing the ball across the face of goal, and Joe Lewis is running onto it. And I'm just like, where's this going to go? Or and if, if fans aren't got confidence in their keeper, what are the defence gonna have? Yeah. I mean yeah, you've played you, you've played as a you you played as a keeper yourself. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're obviously up to Joe Lewis's standard, I'm not saying you constantly have howlers, but you must know as a keeper yourself if you're you know, performing it, it, well. Keepers aren't built right, and everyone knows <laughs> that. And if something goes <laughs> in his head then you're rattled, I'm not joking you. I played before COVID for a team New Deer out in the Farmers League on Peterhead. Mm. And we played at Balmour one night against Peterhead United or something. And I don't know what happened, but the, I was three minutes gone. Boy takes a daisy cutter at me. And I was I thought I was in line on my front post. Mm. I was actually in the back post. I thought that's what my, I threw my hands up and it trickled in. Your head mm. just goes. Like your head yeah. goes. Like I was trying to try to walk off a half time and everything. <laughs> your head just goes and I don't know if his head's gone. Because he has mm. a few howlers. If you put your first three goal kicks in the dugout, you're going to be rattled. No, absolutely. And I think there is a little bit of... He's unsure just now. And I think for me as well, there's maybe that nervousness because we've seen it as fans in the centre-back pairing. So if he's expecting a mistake, I don't know, there's something just, just not right. But up at the other end of the pitch, you know, we, we definitely tested Kelly in terms of getting the ball on target you know I think it was 14 shots on target but the problem was all the shots seemed to be right at him so it was really just catching practice for him in terms of testing him it's a weird one it just seems to be nobody clinical like there's nobody mm. who put money on to score 20 goals this season in that team which yeah. is weird because the amount of money we spend and the wages they're paying mm-hmm. and I know it's an easy cop out to say Griffiths because we don't know where he's at but yeah. this and that team the old Griffiths is scoring goals. Yeah. It's, easy, it's an easy one just to pick out. But if you're feeding a Griffiths or a Nisbet or even a Boyle, 
that chances to yeah. they're going to the net. Yeah, and I suppose though, like there's an argument about you know how well we're playing. You know, we're playing nice football. But <laughs> someone was saying to me on Twitter, "Is it nice?" Because it's obviously a, an attacking brand of football, but is it dull and boring because we're not scoring goals? Yeah, I think I think the worst thing that happened after the season was cuffing that Swedish lot five one, when mm. we absolutely looked like Brazil, and, <laughs> and then everyone's oh my, I, including myself, you're just like wow, this is it, mm. <laughs> we're going to travel, and then <laughs> reality hits in. <clears throat> yeah, and I suppose. For me, the frustration is, is as as good as you look, you've got to be able to put the ball in the net. But my argument was for all of what Stephen Glass does and he puts the team, he's set the team out. It's not his fault that the players aren't scoring. Are we, are we needing somebody on that pitch to step up and be that clinical person in front of goal? We need, and I know it's not for goal manager, I know it's not how the world works, but... You feel like you need a 33-year-old striker that's scored 15-20 goals a season in League 1, League 2. Just cause Grover got a couple today. Yeah, mm-hmm. saying something. I don't think he's kicked up all since he left Aberdeen. Well, he's actually, as he's been playing for Shrewsbury, he did actually yeah. score today. So but Again, did he score again? <laughs> yeah. It's just it's a weird one because you've got exciting strikers. The Jet, when he gets away, he's not a striker, but when he gets the ball, he's nifty feet and he gets you on your feet. But you just want somebody to put the ball in the net. It's the same, even I thought Watkins actually looked good today, had a couple of chances we've touched on there, the header that I, I personally feel he should have scored with, chance in the second half that he shot straight at Liam Kelly, but he didn't look to me like he was playing as a striker today. I don't I, I don't think Glass knows what he's doing yet, like because mm. he's chopped and changed it and he's got he's obviously got hedges and Samuel will come back, so it's going to change it again because he's going to win the two of them out wide and the one through the middle. Yeah, and I think it showed, you know, you touched on there about we missed Samuels today, we missed his pace, Stephen Glassing, he's hopeful that he'll be back for next week against St Johnston. But what <clears throat> what did you make of our midfield today? Because there's been a lot of criticism aimed at how many midfielders we had and kind of the, the way they all played. Yeah. And with all due respect to Motherwell, do you need three holding midfielders against Motherwell? Mm. Obviously Ferguson's probably the more... Want to pick up the ball and drive there. It hasn't been. I think his head's gone as well. I think he's got, he's watching himself for his big move in January. Hmm. Not saying he's down in tools, but he's not the same player, is he? Um, well, I think for me, he's a bit, and we'll we'll come on to it. But the second goal, he doesn't exactly cover himself in yeah. glory. On I just think don't think you need the three holding him through the long staffs, but in the Premier League, he's obviously good enough. Scott hmm. Brown, Scott Brown. Do you need the three of them? I don't know. Maybe put somebody at the top or pivot. I don't know. But that's up to glass. That's right. And on my long stuff, what did you make of his performance day? Because I, I'm not quite convinced he's up to the pace of Scottish football yet. It's, I, I, he'll, he'll get there, I think. I don't think he's used to tackles flying and boys throwing about. Because obviously all his games are put on carpets in front mm. of 50,000 match of the day. And he comes to Motherwell yeah. and the guy is just winding him up. And he'll get, he'll mm. get used to it. I'm sure Scott Brown will get him used to it. Yeah, well, and hopefully, hopefully, quick. Um, Kim Bambain, obviously, we said you know he showed his his skill and quality, putting Motherwell one 0 up. A few niggly fouls after picking up a booking. Do you think he was lucky to still be on the pitch in the first half, or is it you're going to walk him off? Yeah, you're going to, you're watching that as an Aberdeen fan. You're walking him off, but if that's Scott, <laughs> if that's Scott Burn a set up top, we're all screaming for a sent off. Yeah, if that's one of us, he could have went. He probably should have went, but 
I don't think it was a refereeing howler not to send him off, but it could no. have been. I think it's one of those that when he's obviously playing for the home team as well, it's yeah. maybe a decision that goes in their favour if it was up tawdry. Maybe maybe goes the other way, but you know he he certainly put in a, a good performance in the second half. It was him that ultimately provided the assist for the second. <laughs> Another really poor goal from an Aberdeen point of view. We don't stop the the cross, Jack McKenzie. I think it was not getting out to it um, quick enough. And then Ferguson was really for me bullied at the back post. Yeah, um, and yeah, two 0 down. Rob McLean thinks it's you know, salvageable, but I don't know what he was watching at, at that point to think we were anywhere near looking like scoring one, let alone two today. Nah, not at all. I don't know where he got that from, but <laughs> maybe he was still watching the first half. <laughs> but but disappointing, again, to, to concede in that manner. And, you know, Stephen Glass has come out and said it is disappointing. But, you know, I was I was kind of looking at, at some of the stats, you know, that's it's 20 games Stephen Glass has played. 19 of those games we've conceded in it's pretty yeah, alarming that's I, a pretty alarming start yeah that's that's amateur stuff like and, and I think for, and I think as yeah and especially when we're conceding in the manner that we're conceding yeah, it, it seems, seems very schoolboy seems toothless it seems as if mm. it's like I watched a clip of Neil Warnock this morning and he's like you need three yeah. points die get three points there's not one I'm putting their body in the line like no, it's a strange one. That, that should be drilled into them from the manager. That comes from him. They should mm-hmm. want to throw their whatever in front of that ball to stop it going in. But yeah, okay. yeah, and you know, at, at that point, two 0 down, you hope to see a reaction. But it was Motherwell that seemed to continue to put their you know foot on the, on the throat of Aberdeen because Van Veen had a cross that very nearly mm. made a fool of Joe Lewis, but he palmed it back out and I think Ferguson denied I'm not sure who it was from making it three but <coughs> came Woolery flashing a ball across the, the face of goal that nobody got on the end of so it was two going on about four or five at one stage The scary thing is Mother weren't good I mm. think they disrupted Aberdeen with niggly fouls I think Tony Watt was just a constant pain in the arse <laughs> and if you're if you're, if you're two no down he's running about and he, they won the game that's how they won the game we can't sit there and say oh Motherwell turned up a game plan and stuck with them. One twenty-five percent possession, the one two 0 And the thing is, they only had two shots on target as well. Yep, but they go home three points on the road. Dif- difference being, they were clinical, um, and we weren't. And it's you know we saw it against Ross County. We created plenty of chances. We only came away with one point. You know, no wins in six for Aberdeen now. We talked previously on this show a couple of episodes back about. Is the honeymoon period over? I think it's well and truly over now. But is pressure on Stephen Glass to get a result next week? You know, people are already looking ahead to October and how, you know, on the back of obviously six without a win, of how tough October currently looks. Is there a pressure on Glass and the team to go out and make sure we're going into October with six from six? They're going, they're going in with a lot less points than they should be I mm. wouldn't say there's pressure on glass yet but it's coming there will always be sections of support we know what like we are <laughs> but, but <laughs> I think he just needs I wouldn't say he's at his depth but he's, coming, he's, a, B, he's a B team manager he's been thrown mm. in one of the best jobs in the country 
Is yeah. he struggling with it? Yeah, it's why are the players not why is Lewis Ferguson not throwing his ball in line for him? Why are the players not all running around playing Motherwell were today? Mm. So I don't know. But it's a big month coming up with the bigger obviously the bigger teams playing us. Yeah, and I suppose you know, what what can be done at the top end of the pitch is that a case of working on the training ground? You'd like to think professional footballers, strikers <laughs> spend seventy five percent of their week putting the ball in the net. It's what, it's what they do. It's what I imagine the strikers and the goalkeepers do all week. Maybe it's a confidence thing. I don't know. But the boy Ramirez, when you watch him the first three or four games, he ran about and he chased everything. And then today he didn't. It was just a bit. Just a bit. Everything was just a bit weird. Um, I felt that he was getting quite frustrated because the, I think the chance that um, Watkins had at the start of the second half, where he shot at Liam Kelly, he was screaming for the ball to be squared to him. But I'm not even sure if that was an option and even right at the death um, I think it was Conor McLennan broke into the box and tried to square it but Liam Kelly saves and he just, he just looked up a really frustrated figure it's maybe just been one of those days for him but you know as much as we speak about putting the ball in the net we really have to improve on just this one clean sheet that we've kept competitively definitely and it's all, it seems to be caused by a lot of set pieces two, two free kicks today well, the the second one came from a free kick, yeah. but the first one was obviously them counter attacking from yeah. a poor clearance. We were a bit out of joint, but see, we can see a lot, an awful lot of goals from set pieces. Awful. Well, it's even it's balls into the box yeah. that seem to be causing us problems, which is quite concerning. With you know Declan Gallagher in there at centre half, I'm reluctant to blame Ross McCroy on that point because he's not really he's not a centre back at, at, from a trade, so we need to see Bates coming in there, but. What can we do? Because I thought Woolery gave McKenzie quite a torrid time today as well as he tried. I think once he got booked early in the first half, he was a bit up against it to, to make another challenge. Once we get the two strapping <coughs> seven and halves in fully fit, no, you'd like to think they would win 90% of the headers. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. You want two big gonks at the back that would header a goalpost for you. And that yeah. two, hopefully, are the two. But then if yeah. one, of them, one of them gets injured... Then we're back to Ross McCrory's and a half again. Yeah, exactly. And that's the point. We're still quite thin on the ground, especially when our other centre half sitting in the, the commentary box next to next to Rob McLean with <coughs> no idea when he's going to be back. Um, we've said it's no wins in six, but looking at our away form, it's only, we've only won two out of seven away from home this season. Obviously, Livingston was the 90th minute, thanks to their keeper throwing it in the back of the net. And then... Uh, away to, to Breedoblick, which we were kind of in command at 2-0 and kind of had to work hard for a 3-2 win in the end. Do is there or Am I reading too much into it that we're, we're struggling away from home or is that an area of concern that we're not performing away from home compared to what we've been doing at home? I wouldn't... They're just a strange team, are they? It should, I don't think it should matter, especially when they've just played a year with no sport. I, I, unless you're going to Ibrox or Parkhead, I honestly don't think it makes a difference. I, used to prefer, I prefer playing away from home amateurs and that. Just everyone's different. It's not. It's laid back, but obviously it's different in a professional capacity. But <laughs> I don't think it should. I honestly don't think it should matter. I know that's cliche, but I honestly don't think it can, should matter at that level, especially Aberdeen Motherwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think. Well, I mean, let's be honest. The the you know the Motherwell boys over in Section E, you know, sung their heart outs today. I think really showed up the red the red shed for 
what the red shed really should be like um, compared to you know what Motherwell are doing on a much smaller basis. Um, but it's not as an intimidating atmosphere as you said that you know Parkhead or, or, or Ibrox would certainly offer up our, our players. But we've not been performing at our best away from home and always, you know, <coughs> apart from the game over in Iceland, um, we've and, and Wraith, I think it is this season, that we've always gone behind away from home first. So again, we, are we being a bit tactically naive? You know, one of my friends was saying, you know, glasses actually, you know, we're too open, you know, because we're still trying to play that attacking brand of football. Should there be a bit more tactical awareness away yeah, from home? Maybe, to kind of maybe a bit more conservative away from home. We just try to mm-hmm. play this new, exciting attacking brand of football. But again, yeah. he's, he's much he's as much a new manager as we are a new team because this is his first proper gig. He's a B team yeah. manager. He's always had somebody above him. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, B team football doesn't matter. Like, yeah, because as soon as you get a good player, the A team take him. Yeah. But as much as I think he's doing all right just now or plodding away, I, I do think it was a wrong appointment. But he's done it now. He's, he's been heavily backed. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The thing is, whether you know you think it's the right or wrong appointment, you can't argue that Cormac's gone out and then you know backed him. You long staff, you know, signing a player on loan from from Newcastle, paying for Ramirez. You've got Jet coming in, Bates as well, who I'm sure wasn't on you know cheap wages over in Hamburg. You know, there <coughs> has been investment going into the squad. So I think though the fans will have patience up to a certain extent but when we're seeing these levels of kind of frustrating performances where we're you know creating chances but not taking them and conceding sloppy goals we need to see some sort of response and really need to see that on Saturday against St Johnson but for me it's probably the least ideal opponents to face no we lose we got a clean sheet <laughs> yeah. no no there well, we go <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you know, St. Johnston obviously uh, losing 2-1 to Rangers today, but, you know, they're renowned for being defensively sound. So, and in the last two games, Aberdeen have struggled to break teams down. You know, only scored once in the league in the last two games, but creating chances. Do you see us being able to improve on that against St. Johnston? I hope so. I hope so. I think St. Johnston will miss the two guys that lost that. I don't know who sanctioned that, but that could be there. Yeah. Armstrong GMS moment. Mm, yeah. But you just you just hope that obviously they create some chances. You just hope somebody's gonna get a scudding soon. You just hope mm-hmm. they're gonna go three or four past somebody and yeah. that'll be the way they go. But it's still it's still early day. It's still early days. I still think we'll finish third. I don't know why he sacked off the League Cup. But mm. It's, yeah, it's done, yeah, it's done now. But I think I think third actually <coughs> guarantees group stage football in Europe. So a huge incentive for this team. Yeah. And you know, with this with the strong tar- strong start that both Hibs and Hearts have made, we can't really afford to continue to lose ground um, over either the the Edinburgh clubs because you know Rangers have already start to pull clear of us. Celtic will will, will do the same as well. Um, so there's there is reason that we need to. You know, start getting points back, but I do agree it's maybe too early to hit that panic button. And I'm trying not to overreact to, to, to today's defeat. It is obviously the first league defeat, but watching this in Johnson game today, the way they kind of played the ball in behind and kind of exposed Phil- 
Philip Hollander and uh, certainly Michael O'Halloran was using his pace. We saw Motherwell use that very effectively today and especially caught catching us on the counter. St. Johnson could maybe use that to their advantage next week, do you reckon? Well, when the St. Johnson boy watches the DVD of today's game, that'll be his yeah. game plan again. They'll, they'll just yeah. try it. They'll try and mix it up. They'll try and they'll try and wind them up. They'll play the the, the, the hammer throwing game, whatever. Because we can't seem to deal with that. I don't know why. But <laughs> we don't seem to like it, and our fans get upset about it. But at the end of the day, it wins games. If you with Scott Brown, he's the master of it. He invented it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the, the problem is as well is when it's being teams are exploiting it week in week out, and we're not well for us as fans. It seems like we're not doing anything to to remedy that. Teams are going to continue to exploit it at will. Yep, definitely. Yeah, and you know, you know, you said again with like no disrespect it, to being a mother. Well, we've yet to come up against Hibs who look free flowing in attack, and we've yet to come up against Rangers and Celtic. God knows what they could do to. What is looking a very fragile defence? Yeah, definitely, especially Celtic until today, being team six 0 six 0 and that's <clears> what, <throat> what we need. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're like us creating chances at will, but unfortunately, they're being a lot more clinical. Um, you know, we we also spoke there about you know obviously con- the conceding of goals in in Stephen Glass's twenty games so far, we have conceded thirty goals. You know, there was a lot of talk about when he came in from Atlanta, his Atlanta B team conceded at will, but obviously they also did like to score a lot. Do you think this is just going to be kind of a blueprint for the season, the fact that we will continue to concede, but aim to, you know, as Callum said many times on this podcast, just if you score one, we score two. If you score two, we'll try and score three. I think we'll take it if we win four or three every week. Well, not we're not taking a chance and losing two now. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I think it's a risky philosophy, especially in your first real gig. Mm-hmm. To score teams, especially but, when Aberdeen aren't renowned for battering teams. We're one nil, two one merchants. No, but I suppose as Lewis Walker said on the the podcast after the Ross County game, should we actually be encouraged by the fact that even though the results might not be coming yet? It, it certainly looks like they can because we are, unlike, you know, under McInnes, certainly in the, in the last season, we're certainly creating loads yeah. more chances. I think obviously on paper, it goes down as a 2-0 defeat. But the 2-0 defeat today was a lot different to a 2-0 defeat last season under McInnes. Mm. That was mm-hmm. pure, you know, one chances, one corner. Today yeah. with 14 shots and six corners. So there's obviously positives to take from a 2-0 defeat, which we couldn't have said that <laughs> under McInnes. But it even, it even feels weird saying that there's positives to take yeah. from a 2-0 defeat, but it, it's a sign of hopefully things to come and, you know, it's going to be another week. You know, we, we spoke about how uh, in the in the preview show about them having time on the training ground, obviously kind of just slightly disrupted with the international break. So it'll be interesting to see how they act now with a full week, no internationals, no cup competitions, no other distractions. Let's just focus on St. Johnson and hopefully writing some wrongs of the previous previous results that we've had. Now, just, just a final point really was obviously on Stephen Glass's post-match press conference comments that he made. You know, he was very much saying it was very disappointing, the both ends of the pitch today. Um, you know, there's no complaints with the result. You know, can't look to blame the referee because, you know, he was asked about should Motherwell have been maybe down to 10 men given some of the, the niggly fouls. So you can't you can't sort of blame sort of that sort of stuff when you can't take your chances because 
regardless with them having 11 men's we created way more chances people are now saying it's all well and good talking the talk we need to see that on the pitch but for me I still think as good a game as he's talking it's up to the players though like to respond to what he's saying it's not his he can't he can't that's basically that's when the alarm bells ring you think has he got the players respect he's coming in there I keep calling him a BT manager Mm-hmm. And he's got players like the Jet, who was at Arsenal for years under Wenger. You've got Scott Brown, who's won everything there is to win. You've got boys like Ramirez coming over from the MLS. And they're looking at this guy going, you know what I mean? He's, he's getting booked every week. Is that a substitute for him? <clears throat> Shit, uh, I'll just look excited on the sidelines, I'll shout and give it. I think he's been booked every game. Yeah, I think maybe a bar one, but I was going to say, well, he got booked and apparently Alan Russell got sent off after full time um, after the full time or something I'm not sure if that is confirmed or not I think it was it was mentioned on the radio I, I turned off in, in injury time on the stream because I'd had enough um, so <laughs> I didn't see the red card get, get brandished but is that someone said is there kind of unprofessionalism if they can't be professional on the sideline or show the right mentality, does that kind of make its way into the I players? Don't, I don't know because I run amateur teams. I've run three or four amateur teams and I get excited in the touchline. Mm. And then the players shout off something like, well, we can't go into a huge argument in the touchline. It's like, how is you heading a football or marking your man at a corner affecting me calling the left back a dick? <laughs> I, 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 uh, even less at a professional level where it's just going to be arguing over throwing or well, be- I mean he, even the yellow card that Glass picks up today I think is just quite laughable because it's when Van Veen's coming off and he's 2-0 so down so yeah. we're 2 nil down he's coming off and I think you know well Ron McLean's saying well the point was he was making that he shouldn't have been on the pitch in the first place well the problem was that that's fine that's in the past he was on and he's gone on to influence the game what are you doing complaining about it when he's coming off 2 nil down well, try and influence the game yeah. <laughs> it's just it's showing passion. Yes, you're showing the passion on the touchline, but we need to see that on the pitch. But, you know, it's, it's currently the argument in my mentions on, on Twitter is whose fault is that? Is that Stephen Glass's fault? Is he setting the team up with too many midfielders? But I think <clears throat> we definitely did miss the pace and creativity that both Samuels and Hedges bring. It doesn't sound from what Stephen Glass said that Hedges will be back next week, but he is hopeful that Austin Samuels will be. Who would you sacrifice from that that midfield um, for for Austin Samuels oh if he is God. fit to return? Oh by today, probably Ferguson. Okay, that's a just, big big call. Might be. Just, I just I don't know if I don't know if his head's in it, if his heart's in it. You see his dad mumping every week mm-hmm. on that open ball. Whoever, <laughs> whoever knows the way. He needs to get his tax credit sorted out because he's apparently on <laughs> twenty five pound a week or something. But I just don't know. If, I just don't know if his head's on there. Yeah. So you think though, like obviously bringing in a player like Matty Longstaff, he's not going to drop someone like Scott Brown. No. You, th- you think it would be someone like Ferguson instead? I, don't, I just don't think you need the three of them. <clears throat> obviously, you don't want to go play six strikers, but I don't think you need the three of them. Yeah, because I've seen folk as well saying that, you know, Ojo kind of slowed things down in midfield today. He was a bit too dis- indecisive getting the ball out to Rams. Yeah, I think that's a bit harsh. Bit, he seems a bit scared to get shot at Ojo. 
But he's because he knows he's going to get criticism on Twitter because he can't finish. <laughs> totally different player from what the centre will known. But again, mm. who do you who do you blame for that? Do you just think Oji oh, had a poor start, or was it McInnes' ball? But, yeah, but you know, it's we're we are creating. We're we've also got problems, but you could maybe view them as positive problems where we've got a big squad and who do you play in? But you know, Stephen Glass has got to to learn quick and find the the right formula because you know as you said it was all looking rosy when when Hacken came to town and we won five one but that seems a lifetime away yeah, um, and look, looking at the game now but um you know you, you said it's maybe a bit early to you know first for Stephen Glass to be under pressure. Just looking ahead to next week, if we didn't get a positive result, say we don't don't win the game, how much more do you think the pressure would build on, on Stephen Glass? I, knowing that, knowing I already forgot what it builds very quickly. Mm. So yeah, he's got, he's got, but the confidence comes from above because he's a twelve month contract. Well, that, that's the thing as well. So you know, obviously, he's, you know, there's been a lot, lot talk, talked about with his relationship with with the chairman. If if things continue on a downward trend, obviously, this is all hypothetical at this stage. We're not wishing this on Stephen Glass. Do you think? Cormac would just let him see out the season because obviously he's trying to build his own team as, as you've touched on him we're trying to build a different philosophy to what some of these players have been used to so okay the results we're we're getting frustrated as the results we're getting frustrated as not taking chances do we need to think about the bigger picture that that the club are trying to install I think so and um, I've got this mad vision in my head of Scott Brown is the next hour in manager. Don't know why. I don't know. If, <laughs> I've just got that feeling that you've been drinking tonight. Very soon. <laughs> no, well, I mean, he could be getting moulded in in that in that sense as well. Really, you know, interesting to see how how things develop um, over the the course of the next seven days um, leading up into that St. Johnson game. A big game, I think, for Aberdeen just to get some confidence back. Um, you know, strikers. Okay, Ramirez did score against Ross County, but. I think going into what what we've we've touched on there is a tough run of fixtures coming up. Well, Celtic before the international break, and then a tough run after. We really need for fans. I think going to these games, but players as well. You know, it's all about having a bit of positivity, a bit of confidence. Because well, you'll know yourself as well. Playing a lot of football, you know, winning or positivity breeds that different mentality going into the next game. And I think. Players are they're currently trying to right the wrongs of previous weeks, but it's almost like we're trying too hard. Yeah, definitely. I think a win, as I'm saying, I think a one win, I'll, we'll see a change. I think as soon as we get the first one, one one in seven or something, I think the, yeah. thing, the whole thing changes. I hope this doesn't go back to 13, 14 games because then it could be in big trouble. Yeah, I mean, the thing is as well, like I said, you know, probably St. John's is probably the, the one team. A team that seem to always have our number in recent in recent seasons. It's probably a team you don't want to come up against when you're on a, a poor run of form. But you know, right now you take a scrappy one nil. But then, as I seen someone say on Twitter today, it says, <laughs> "Since when do we keep clean sheets just now?" Yeah, so exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're. And I think this is the biggest problem right now for all that we're creating. If we're not scoring but conceding, we're really setting ourselves up that we're going to have to score two goals a game to start even thinking about possibly getting three points. You're, so 
should we be more focused, maybe take a few games, get things right at the back, and then, you know, focus on on, on the front I think end a lot of the teams as well, and maybe the fans have been massive because how good the two young boys are going forward. Mm. Yeah. They're young, again, young, raw lads. They're, it'll, it'll hopefully come with two experience and a half now. Shoot up. It's four, obviously, Mackenzie and Ramsey will play together each, but they're opposite ends of the park. Mm-hmm. The two <laughs> older, experienced centre halves, hopefully that washes off onto the young lads. Yeah, and especially when, you know, Ramsey was probably our best attacking threat for large parts of the day, and he obviously limped off injured. Let's hope it's not anything serious because <laughs> he's obviously had such a great impact. I'm not sure who would quite fill in it right back. Oh, Jack. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, I don't know where he's here. He's really competition, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, that doesn't really bear thinking about of him coming based on on performances this season. So let's keep our fingers crossed that Calvin's injury isn't um, bad as first feared. But no, Stephen, it's been great having you on Red Tinted Glasses uh, this evening to um, go over what was obviously a disappointing result, but um, surprisingly from from my point of view, you seem relatively optimistic on the long term which yeah, is maybe some people some some people might have been surprised that given your, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but no it's been a pleasure catching up with you and uh, chatting on on what's happened today and also kind of a little bit ahead to to next week as well so thanks very much for joining me no problem thank you very much